G'day guys and welcome back to this week's mailbag edition of the Extended Bench Podcast. My name's Christian and as always on the other side of the desk is my mate Matt. Yo. You ready to dive into some questions buddy? Let's do it. Alright, let's get this done. So, first question this week is from Craig at Subdub and he's asking, uh, should I trade Fritch to Dunkley or Savage to Witherden slash Whitfield in AFL Fantasy? So obviously salary cap league. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's wondering, yeah, does he trade Fritch or Savage? Now, Savage hasn't been doing particularly great of late. I know that he's been pretty he's average. Been pretty average. But yeah. then again, Fritch has too. And we we were just talking earlier in the actual podcast about the fact that we're not sure what role he's going to play week to week, and as a result, his scoring will go up and down. Um, if I was being honest, if you don't have Whitfield. I would much prefer to go Savage to Whitfield of all those trades. Yeah, me too. Um, Dunkley's a cool little POD. That's something a little bit interesting. Yeah, and he's fun to own because he's... Well, I think at least I like him. I know know you think he's fun to own. um, (laughs) I agree. I would be going Savage to Whitfield because Fritch is most likely, well, you would hope by Mm -hmm. this point, not actually on your field. He's on your bench. Or if he is... If he is on your field... He's probably your last guy. Yeah, and as a forward, he doesn't have to score a, a, super, a super amount. Yeah, whereas Savage is definitely on your field. Yeah. And he's probably not your last guy on your field. Yeah, and I I have the odd feeling just that I would I would want Whitfield in my side as well. Like Witherden is going on a tear at the moment, yep. and he's a good POD. But for me, if you don't have Whitfield, I don't think you can compete in uh, finals of fantasy. Yeah, I agree. I think you need Whitfield, and I would want to get rid of Savage before I'd want to get rid of Fridge. So if we were ranking them, you do the uh, Savage to Whitfield trade first. Savage to Witherden trade would be our second choice, and then the last would be Fridge to Dunkley, and maybe next week you can upgrade Fridge to someone with some real value. Uh, Next question is from Peter Dimnicky. G'day, mate. Uh, He's wondering... Which option is the way to go? Uh, Dode and Spargo for Oriadon and Crouch, uh, Matty Crouch, or Warple and Whitfield? So, okay. Yeah, and uh, he's got a second part to the question, but we'll answer we'll this first. first. So, so um, uh, Tommy D and Spargo definitely out. Definitely out. So the question out. is who you're bringing in, whether it's Oriadon and Crouch or, or Warple, Warple and Whitfield. Whitfield. So, does he upgrade his midfield? Uh, with Crouch, or does he upgrade his defence with Whitfield? For me, I'm going O'Riordan and Crouch mm-hmm. because O'Riordan, I think, has better job security than Warple. Yep. I think Warple will be good for at least this week, but beyond that, I'm not 100% sure. Yep. Um, O'Riordan, I think, is pretty pretty safe for the time being. I like it. Um, O'Riordan's cheaper than Warple as well, from I memory. I think he might yeah, be. So... I'm not 100% on that. Um, and Crouch versus Whitfield. Whitfield probably has the highest uh, ceiling. Yep. But I feel like Crouch probably um, has a lower basement, if mm. that makes sense. Well, they're similar price. So Ariadne's two forty eight and Warple's two forty nine. So literally, it's it's yeah. bang on. Yeah. But I, I completely agree with you. And Ariadne's proven over the last couple of weeks he's definitely a capable scorer. Whereas yeah. Warple's really only put that one good game into yeah. it. So and, and whoever you're bringing in is on your bench. Yeah. Um, of those two, Ariadne versus Warple. Um, you're probably, or you would hope that you've got another playing guy as well. But mm-hmm. if you don't, at this time of year, you have to have emergencies. 
because yeah. there's that many late outs from guys that have been nursing things all year or teams that are just trying to go, we'll give this guy a bit of a rest if we can. Mm-hmm. That's less an issue this year because it's so tight on the ladder, but there are a lot of outs this time of year. Yeah, so agreed. You have to have an emergency. Yeah, I like the uh, the O'Riordan and Crouch. I really do like that move. Um, uh, and then, obviously, mate, try and get Whitfield in in the next couple of weeks after that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, oof. No, no, you would. I was just thinking, would you be able to go Shuey and uh, Whitfield, but you'd still need a fair amount of cash you in the bank to do that. that. Um, uh, second part of the question is wondering, should I try to trade out Cruiser in a draft league for someone good if I have Cal Sinclair as backup ruck? It's tough Ooh. at this time of year, mate. So uh, I like where your head is at, and I do agree with what you're saying, but the issue is that Cruiser's injured. Who's going to pick him up? And... What what you really want, best case scenario, is um, obviously play Sinclair, hold on to Cruiser, and when Cruiser comes back, hopes he, hope he plugs out like one of those massive Cruiser scores in the first week or two. So mm-hmm. if he plugs out like a 110, that's when you go out and try and get something good. Because at the moment, you're getting peanuts for Cruiser. Because he's injured, yep. his scoring he, was a bit down before yeah. that as well, so you're not really getting what you want. Um, if someone out there needs a ruck, yeah, they'll give you something for him. But you know, if someone's desperate for a ruck, do they want a ruck who's possibly injured? A yeah, exactly. Bit? Yeah. So yeah, what you'd be looking at is the team that's already made finals mm. and is sort of going, oh, well, I might pick up Cruiser as a bit of a lottery. Yeah, like this, and this is a weird way to go about it. But if it, if I was in your situation, mate, I would hold on to Cruiser when he comes back in. Like I said, hope he plugs out a massive score, um, and then if he does. You sell him high. Do you know when he's due back? Uh, I'm actually not sure. Double check the injury list for me, mate, actually. Um, but, yeah, it's just... Well, Cruiser's Ooh. always got something wrong. He does. Because Cruiser has um, the bullies in round 22. Ooh, that's a good game for finals that's a good as matchup. well. His so, other ones aren't as great, but mm, that one is good. Yeah. And, like I say, Cruiser, he just always has that injury risk about him as well. I know he was... Like, very consistent last year. He was absolutely fantastic. But mm. uh, you would hope that oh, he can get back on the park for you, mate. He can plug out a massive score, and he can uh, you can sell him quite high. Because, like I say, at the moment, you're, really, you're not getting anything for it. What would you give for uh, Matty Cruiser at the moment? What sort of If I didn't value? really have a good... If you didn't have a good Ruckman... Um, Matty Cruiser is listed as a test this week as well. So if he's back this week, um, yeah, I would... I wouldn't give up a lot for him at this stage because of the uncertainty of injury and because it means I'm going to have to have... He's going to be a a bench spot for at least probably this week. Yeah, The, The downside of this, my plan as well, would be if he comes out and smashes a massive score... Would you think about keeping Matty Cruiser and trading on Cal Sinclair as your backup ruckman? Um, or, I don't know. Possibly. Yeah. The other the risk with that though is then you've got Cruiser as your probably your only ruckman. Yeah. And his injury issues. Tough. Um, look, like I say, for me, it's a wait and like hold him, mate. Don't do anything this week because if you do trade him, like I say, you're not getting much for him. Yeah. Look, I, I will say if. If someone offers you something big, take yeah, it. Put put him out there and see what people come back with, but don't take something for the ta- sake of taking something. Yeah, yeah. So test the waters. If there's see what happens. If there's nothing of value to you out there, leave it. Don't p- 
push the issue. Yeah. I hope that helps, mate. All right. I'm going to move on to the next question, and I might even move past that one, because this question here, I don't think I can legitimately read out (laughs) without putting an E on our podcast. It's... It's the dating advice guys again. The date at dating advice AFL. They, they've taken it up a um a level. They took it up a notch. They've gone blue with this week's one. Um, but I'm just going to succinctly <laughs> sort of rephrase <laughs> rephrase this tweet in saying if, that if you're curious, go to Extended Bench and uh, have a look. Have a look at our questions or check out at dating advice AFL. Um, actually, no, don't check out dating advice <laughs> don't, AFL. Don't encourage but they, them. they don't deserve any encouragement. Um, <laughs> To to sort of describe it, um, this gentleman has been thinking about uh, Tom Mitchell during intimate moments of his personal life. Uh, is this okay? Is this okay? Um, I, I'm not going to say that we're going to pass judgment no, on... there's on, no, no judgment here, mate. You, on what you need to do to get going, but... <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, what have we done? What has this podcast become? <laughs> um... Yeah, well, I'm just going to say that there's absolutely no judgments here. You can uh, you can be into whatever and you want. after that last, last game, oh, mate, you can I mean, can't understand it. To be honest, it's very understandable. <laughs> you saw my smile before. You it don't know. It was a bit scary, You actually. don't know why, why I was smiling that wide. So we'll push on to the next question, which is a legitimate question from Brody, um, who's got a couple here. You say legitimate, but... Only half of this part. Actually, that is true. So, uh, he's saying, uh, what are the thoughts on the importance of bench cover? Is a Hearn as cover at this point of the year more valuable than no cover and an additional 100k in the bank? This is a really tough question. Tough, and I guess it depends what the rest of your team structure is like and where you sit in your league ladder as well. And I think it also depends... Is a Hearn your mid-emergency or your forward emergency? Exactly. Obviously, there's an extra two guys that you might need him for in your midfield. True, yeah. Um, So, for me, I need to get rid of him and use that 100k or, you know, whatever you're making from him Mm -hmm. to make someone into a better player or to upgrade yeah. that last spot on your field. You might have you might have to move him on to actually have enough cash to do anything Exactly. Worthwhile. Because, I mean, if I was choosing between, for example, having a rookie on the field yeah. uh, in the midfield and, and, a and a Herner's bench cover in the forward line when I could use, say, that 100k to go up to Luke Shuey in the midfield yeah. um, and then have and a then non-playing forward. the dice for a week. Yeah, I would much prefer to do that. Yeah. I mean... I, I would absolutely I prefer to do that. I agree. I, I, in I've got a Hearn, and I've been having this dilemma today, actually. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's I don't want to move a Hearn on because I do want that emergency cover. And I mean, we said like five minutes ago, you have to have it this time of year. Yeah. But I also might have to move him on to actually have enough money to do anything. So. Yeah. It, it just depends how competitive you are. If you're pretty happy with your team, if you're and you're just doing this trade to go up, say for example, from uh, I don't know. You're looking at, oh, Jesus, it's tough at this point of the year. So if you've got a uh, Scott Pendlebury and you're looking to go up to Andrew Gaff or something like that, for example, mm. then just keep Scott Pendlebury. Yeah. Your team is pretty set at the moment. Um, you don't need to use that 100K immediately. Um, yeah, it's, it's just tough. Uh, so for me, it would depend on what your team structure is like. But the way my team sits, I definitely need the extra 100k in the yeah, bank. And I'm more than likely going to as well. Mm. Um, 
And, yeah, and uh, Brody's just thrown in a little dig at you as well because he uh, is one of the participants in our uh, redraft and keeper leagues and he's just said, uh, can you tell Matt I empathise with him since he had to play the top team in both leagues this week? So obviously that didn't end up well for you, mate. He did not. Brody thumped me in both leagues. Yeah, that's un- oh, it's just sad that Brody's the top in both, both it, leagues. It is a bit and we, upsetting. And, and you so know what's we, also upsetting? Due to the uh, the quirk of fixturing, I have Brody again this week in Keeper League. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love that fixturing, mate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll, uh, we'll move... really lodge a complaint with whoever the commissioner is. Yeah, you should, but unfortunately, uh, I hear he's busy at the moment. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we've got another question here from Nick, who's wondering, uh, at this early stage, do you have an idea who will be the top rookies available next year for Keeper Drafts? Um, anyone very special that would be worth me trading higher up the draft order? I think it's it's almost too early to actually answer this one. I mean, there's the obvious guys like Sam Walsh. Sam Walsh is huge. If you can get up to the top of the draft order to get Sam Walsh in a keeper league, that is going to be very, very big. He's the obvious one, but if you do a keeper league, you're most likely aware of him anyway. Yeah. Um, Lukosius... Leco- there as well. I, I still think Lukosius is going no, to be fantastic for fantasy footy. Big fan of him. Mm-hmm. Um, Bailey uh, Smith, maybe to a lesser degree. I, I really like Bailey Smith as well. I, I know that he's got a really good fantasy base around yeah, him. Those are probably the three at this stage that I'd be looking at. Yeah. Um, the others you can probably, you don't have to necessarily move up that that far to get at. Yeah. Um, there'll, and there'll be more guys that'll sort of jump up over the, the rest of the yeah, year. Yeah, true. Really... At this point of the year, if you if your uh, keeper league has draft pick trading abilities, because mm-hmm. that's one of the best parts about um, it is uh, keeper leagues. It I is mean, fun. so if you're not in one, try and get your mates together, try and create one. You want to get about eight to twelve people involved, eight at the very very least. Ten yeah. is ten is our number, and that's a pretty good number. Yeah. Um, and just the ability to over the off season as well, have little trade windows where you can trade picks. You know, move players, up next year's both. draft order, trade some of your players. It you know, it makes it really, really interesting. It's our favourite form of fantasy football, yeah. keeper leagues. And it actually, I tend to find it makes draft trading easier as well. In mm-hmm. redraft, you have to sort of find a balance between players. But in keepers, you can be like, well, they don't quite equate, so I'll throw in a draft pick just to level it out. Exactly. It, ma- ju- it actually makes trading easier. It's just like real footy trading. Well, it's it's much nerdier than real <laughs> footy trading, but yeah. uh, it's still very cool. But just in terms of some of the other players out there, Isaac Rankin would be a very interesting one, but... Is he played as too much of a small forward at AFL level? That's yeah, something that could be seen. Not sure yet. Um, I think it will depend to what club he goes to. Exactly. Um, Nick Blakey would be an interesting one as well uh, because yes. he will be a forward for almost all of his fantasy yeah, or football and career. He's going to Sydney, and they do tend to give an opportunity to those guys early on. Mm-hmm. Taron Thomas is another interesting one. Uh, playing at North oh, Melbourne but yeah I reckon he'll be a forward for quite a while yeah it's that, I, I completely agree as well uh, the like other one small forward I, I should yeah absolutely clarify, not like a half forward that will <laughs> score well yeah true um, the other one that I'm really interesting is uh, Riley West um, yes. he's a very very interesting proposition um Zach Butters. The, the issue with Riley West is mm-hmm. you'd think that he'll probably go to the Bulldogs as a father. He absolutely pick. will. He no plays question. exactly the same role as Libba, Wallace, um, Dalhouse. Dalhouse could be interesting, though, because there's a chance Dalhouse, he's, as a free agent, might not be at the Bulldogs. Yeah. All I'm saying is you just got to have a look at the team yeah. makeup there. True. Because um, I really like him as well when he finds the ball for fun. But yeah. And there's a young... Uh, uh, West Australian player, uh, 
I think Luke English is his first name, Luke, yes, uh, but English, he is uh, just an accumulator. I've got a, yeah. a big crush on that guy. That's uh, He's going to no, be a okay. very good player. Um, I mean, his under-18 uh, year was so far has been fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, it'll come. It'll become more clear later in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, there's any guys left over in your Keeper League that aren't currently in teams from of this course. year that might... Yeah. There's always someone. I mean, year. in our Keeper League, for example, we didn't... Uh, Toby McLean was unowned going into this year's top-up draft. Yeah, because James Sicily was unowned. I should say, because we do have a lockout yeah, now. Exactly. Luke Ryan. So in a lot of these sort of leagues, you'll have a lockout midway through the year. And uh, towards the end of the year, some players will change role, start to perform well. And yeah. as of that next year's top-up draft, they're huge in value. Yeah. So keep an eye on those teams that are out of finals contention, because this is the time of the year they often give a go to those guys that are sort of on the cusp. Yeah. And keep an eye and see what they're doing, whether you're like what they're up to agree but just in terms of whether or not you should trade up the draft unless you can get to those top three or four picks uh, or maybe three picks even yeah. I wouldn't push super hard yeah. at the it's moment it's too early wait if, until closer to either the AFL draft yeah. or your draft if you can guarantee pick one or two though do it yeah because it's cold do it I mean Sam Walsh is going to be fantastic yeah um, next question is from Ryan, uh, who's wondering, uh, what are your thoughts of Alex Neil Bullen's season, and do you think he has Keeper League relevance? Uh, all right, so Alex Neil Bullen, um, sort of one of the forgotten guys at uh, Melbourne, unless he goes on one of those tears where he he'll does. average almost 110 for a, a one-month period. I think period. he was pretty good this week, actually, from memory. He got 84, so it's all right. Um, so let's have a little bit of a look-see here. So... He's been averaging, I think, 76.3 on the year. So, not a huge average from him. Uh, 76.8 I've got down. Um, And his last, uh, let's call it three games, Mm -hmm. he's gone 84, 87, 68. Yeah, he's had only two, three games of a hundred this year. Two of them were back to back. He's had a, a few thirties, forties, and fifties in there as well. Yeah, so not the most consistent year. Uh, before that, he had a forty-nine as well against St Kilda. Um, he's so, he threw in a few big scores just before the bye with ninety-one, one hundred and twenty-two, one hundred and eight, and eighty-eight. But, yeah, he's had a 30 thrown in there, a 50, another 40 as well. He's, he's just so up and down. If yeah. he is a forward, he does have some fantasy value. Yeah, I think he will. He spends a lot of time up forward. Yep. He so does kick a few goals. If he's still Melbourne. forward, he does still have keeper league relevance. But if he's a midfielder next year, he has no relevance for yeah. me. Uh, Agreed. But if he is a forward, hang on to him. You're probably not getting much trade value for him at the moment. No. Unless... He has a killer end to the year in these last few rounds, or uh, in preseason next year, he's if he's still classified as a forward for fantasy. If he's yeah. moved more into the midfield, starts averaging closer to you know ninety to ninety-five or something like that, then he becomes big value yeah. for next year. Agreed. I think um, he's depending who else you've got in your team. For me, he's a borderline keep. Mm, I agree. Uh, and yeah, hopefully that helps you out there, Ryan. So that's our questions for this week. So we're going to jump straight into our favorite game, which is Risk It for the Biscuit. Now, I'm sure all of you out there know exactly how this game is played right now, but just to fill you in, if you're new to the podcast, basically, if you have a one-week uh, matchup where you are facing, say, the ladder leader, you're you're in a rivalry round with your uh, someone that you just do not like who regularly beats you in one of your draft or keeper leagues. <coughs> Brody. <laughs> it's, 
Uh, <laughs> throwing some shade on the podcast there, Matt. Um, we're going to give you a couple of players who we think you can bring in off the waiver wire who are unowned in a lot of leagues, who this one particular week, and maybe even a little bit going forward, will score you very well. So this is someone that you can risk it for the biscuit on. Uh, now, the rules are, obviously, they have to be under 50% owned in Ultimate Footy, since mm-hmm. that's the... Uh, the uh, Base the, the platform that we use, yep. uh, and generally at, up until midway through the year, we also say you kind of pick the same player twice. But uh, it's free for all now. Now it's ridiculous. You, we were scraping the bottom of the barrel, so we, we play on. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I got first. Actually, we'll go into last week. Yeah. Shall so we? last week I went with uh, Ruffhead and Whitecross. Um, it was the. Which Ruffhead or was it? Jordan Ruffhead. Jordan Ruffhead, who scored quite well. 82. 82 from memory. That's a one point. Uh, Thank you very much. That is a one point. White Cross was, I think, 50-something. So So that is a zero. Oh, you should have seen my fails, mate. Actually, no. I'm sorry. One of my fails. Trengrove. Trengrove. Fail. 27 or something. (laughs) That was a fail. You should have seen my face. (laughs) Well, I thought Trengrove would be playing a little bit looser in the back line. You should have seen my face when the commentator said... He is playing on Josh Kennedy as a lockdown, and I knew he was going to get slaughtered. Um, so that happened, and then Ariadon, unfortunately, seventy-two. Oh, two? No, 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 no. We had we set the cutoff for at least to get one point out of it. You had to score seventy-five as a defender. No, yeah, he's exactly. close, but no cigar. Yeah. So uh, you get a point this week. I get zero. So the score is currently eleven for me and nine for you. Yep. So I've got to make up some ground here. Be interesting. Uh, which, by the way. You still owe us a trophy, so the podcast still needs a trophy to be made for it. The Golden Biscuit. And I'm almost going to decree that you don't get it next year if you win, because you kind of just made it up for the year that you so you get it. I'll get around to it eventually. So we'll uh, we'll see about that, mate. The golden Biscuit. I'm just going to like buy a cookie and then dunk it in some paint or something. That's all you have to do. Put a plaque on the bottom, you're done. Um, so I think I've got Hope first... it doesn't crumble. <laughs> Oh God! Or dunk it and then pull it out and half the biscuit. Still <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, so I think I've got first pick this week. I can't remember. You go first. Yeah. All right. So my first pick is a forty-three percent owned defender from Sydney. Uh, he's ooh, oh, he's mine. Is he? Yep. Oh no, he we was... can't. I can't believe that this has happened. Aaliyah, my... Aaliyah. Yeah, he was my number one pick. I almost went I... with him last week. Can't believe that we've both gone him as a number one pick. But I, know, I actually picked him up for my redraft last week. Oh, nice. Well, good pick up. He's coming off some really solid scores with 73, 88, and 85 in the last three weeks. Um, he's playing under the roof at Eddie Had, which will really suit his intercept marking style. Um, and Sydney will be on the rebound. They'll want to perform very well, and they like the ball in Aaliyah's hands as well, actually. Uh, and the other thing is they're playing the Bombers this week who do give up some scores to mm. tall defenders with a smaller forward line. So now that Danaher is not there at the moment, Sean McKernan won't be in there. You know, some of those key defenders may not need to spend such close time yeah. with on marking an opponent. So I think Alir Alir is a really safe bet this week. Yep, that's why I had him as my number one. <laughs> Unfortunately, I was actually going to go my other guy first just, just for... You know, shits and giggles because I didn't think you would have picked Alir Alir. Uh, he was the I, like I said, I almost went him last week. So yeah. you can even see him written down on my page. I can, I can see your uh, your heavily guarded notepad page that you don't want me to see your picks. Yeah. Um, alrighty. So I, in that case, then will go with um, 
decisions. You've completely decisions. thrown me I've out. completely thrown you out. You didn't expect me to pick Aaliyah Aaliyah, really did you? I didn't. <laughs> I'll go with Aaron Young. Nice, yeah, nice. Gold Coast forward, 40% owned. Mm-hmm. Um, had 106 versus Sydney last week. Yeah. Um, and comes up against Carlton this week. So mm. I like the matchup. And yeah. And basically based purely on that. I love and the he, matchup. he tends to either go well or really not well. So, yeah. so and I, like you say, I like the matchup this week. Carlton yeah. is a great matchup play. Yeah, I think he's been slightly more consistent in the last... Um, month or so mm-hmm. glad you picked a forward because my next pick is another defender cool. uh, 33% owned Carlton defender uh, coming by the name of Caleb Marchbank <laughs> who Boy. has been one of my boys in the past uh, he is having a shocking year with injury and just an interrupted preseason and everything else in between uh, really struggled when he came back from injury recently with 43 and 33 to his name uh, but was uh, starting to hit his straps a little bit more this week with a 78 in the massive loss to Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. Um, the really big thing I like this week is, like you were saying with Aaron Young, the matchup. He's playing Gold Coast this week. Yeah. I think that if there's ever a time where Carlton can try and work their way through yeah. a zone, it's this week. Yeah. So I think they'll want to get those plus sixes, want to move the ball a little bit more rather than just rush kicks to packs. So I have the odd feeling that there'll be some plus sixes for Marchbank this week. It's actually a great opportunity for both teams. It is. To to have a good good outing. Well, Gold Coast need this win. Gold Coast need to win, and Carlton need to be competitive. Carlton desperately want to win. Carlton could win. Yeah, so it's tough. You've had that often lately. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Marchbank is my second pick this week. Cool. Um, I am going to go with... Ooh... The second choice. I really uh, threw you with that Aaliyah Aaliyah choice. I love it. Really <laughs> I love how much disarray I've thrown in I'll your go right now. Lucy Goosey with Rowan Marshall. Oh, okay. Forward. All right, yeah. Um, yeah. 34% owned. He's been back two games, 114 and 88. Um, he's been doing a bit of backup ruck work in there. He has, yes. This week he has GWS, so not a great matchup. That's what I was worried about. So I had a good look at him, yeah. and he just fell off my list because I'm worried about those tall defenders from GWS. Yeah. And also, Dawson Simpson is a bit of a man-mountain, and Rory he Lobb is, is a good second well, he's, backup as well. He was number one. He was, yeah. Year, so... Um, yeah, but he's my second pick. But he is a good, he has been on a bit of a tear at the moment. 114 when he was back. That 88's a really solid score as well. So yeah. you can hopefully back him in for a good score as, um, this week. Uh, yeah, I like those picks. So that's our podcast for this week, guys. Thanks so much again for joining us. And if you want to ask us any questions, you can find us at ExtendedBenchAU on Twitter. Send one through anytime. We'll be glad to give you a bit of a hand. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to us on iTunes, uh, jump on there. Give us a review. Give us a rating. We always absolutely love reading those. But uh, we will see you again next week as yes. we draw ever closer to the finals. Ooh, it's getting exciting. Oh, it's getting absolutely fantastic. So uh, we'll see you next week. Hope you have a great weekend of fantasy footy ahead of you guys. Catch you.